coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you as always. Yes, and we. I just came back from. It's actually four days, but three in three days there's forty hours. If you go to Tony Robbins, three day seminar. Just the first three days, that's 40 hours. How is that possible? 12, 12, and 16. 16-hour 16 day? The la- the Saturday, uh, Saturday is a 16-hour day. What do you do for 16 hours? We do a lot of jumping and yelling. We do a lot of strategizing. A lot of strategizing, guys. The heat is like breakout up. sessions? or No. What? I mean, yeah, there's some breakout sessions. Uh, not many. That's that's Date with Destiny. Like, if you go on Netflix and you watch I Am Not Your Guru... That's State with Destiny. That's the next level up. That's a five-day seminar where they probably spend like 16 hours for five days. This one is only 12, 12, 16, I don't know, the, the fourth day. So are you there at the convention hall for 16 hours? Sitting there for 16? So I what even do you do for barely eating? Ate. What do you do? <laughs> we brought some macadamia nuts, thank God, because we didn't get many breaks. And like on the 16-hour day, we got a, uh, a nine-minute break. And a 45-minute break. The two breaks in 16 hours. And the 45-minute break, they say, go eat. And there's like a couple of vendors. But there's 15,000 people you can't eat. If you go to Tony Robbins, bring food. Pack your own food. Or just plan on fasting. I pretty much fasted for three days uh, while I was there. Um, But there's so much good strategy. It's not like... We do a lot of jumping around. There's a lot of like getting motivated because because it's so long. Um, but if you look at it like there's strategy, and for people that just say, oh, just motivational shit, well, think of going to a therapist. It's like going to a therapist because you're learning, you're learning strategies, you're learning techniques. I mean, I mean, there's a booklet where you're just not like saying, go 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 rah rah rah. There's actually strategies like. You know, if this is happening, then this. If you're happy about this, then how about this? Um, but if you go to a counselor, is that just is that just motivation? They're going, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. And they give you strategies. And Tony Robbins is the same thing. You can do it, and he gives you strategies. I think it's very similar to a, to a, uh, a therapist. And I would rather go to a Tony Robbins seminar than a, a therapist any day of the week. And I think it's much more effective. So if I watch this documentary, will that give me an idea of what it is? Not really. Not this one. This one's called uh, Unleash the Power Within. Um, and it, it gave you a lot of life strategies. Like, like, for instance, it says, like, if you have a really, really bad habit and you want to change it um, and you want to learn it, you have to learn a different way. You have to learn something else. I mean, he makes that clear. And you have to attach a, a, a pain with it. Like, like if, if, uh, if you're a smoker, you know, check out a, 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 you know, a, a patient in the hospital or check out a video of someone with 
with lung cancer. Check out the pain of having lung cancer. Uh, lung cancer. Check out the pain of not being able to jog at all. You know, just being out of shape because of the breathing. That's the pain. So you have to associate it with pain because there's pain involved with smoking. And now, now associate a pleasure with quitting. So the pain of not quitting means you're going to have lung cancer, you have emphysema, you, can't be, you won't be able to breathe. Now think of the pleasure of quitting. You'll be in better shape, you'll look better at the beach, you'll have, you'll have longer sexual sessions with your woman. Um, so there's a lot of pleasure with quitting and a lot of pain with not quitting. So if there's a if there's a hobby you want to adapt, say you want to adopt, you want to start working out. The pain of not working out is you look like a wimpy soft bitch. And if you do work out, you'll look better at the beach, you'll have better sex with your woman, you'll feel better by yourself, and you won't let people take your lunch money. So there's pleasure in 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 working out and there's pain in not working out. So it's a strategy and you, and he teaches you how to do those things. So um or if you want to learn a new habit, if you want to learn a new skill, say, you want to learn, like you want to be a, a, a podcaster. Okay, so first thing you do is you, you figure out what you want to do. I mean, I, I just want to have a regular podcast. Okay, so what, model somebody. Model the best podcast out there. So watch Pitmaster and the Doc. And you watch it and you go, okay, because we'll cut a lot out of your learning curve. You can watch uh, Joe Rogan and watch the podcast, how they do it. You model after someone who's done it. You want to become a UFC fighter, go to American Top Team or the pit. Model how the trainers train the fighters. Model how the fighters train. Model yourself after someone who's already done it. And then immerse yourself in it. Immerse yourself in it and train regularly. So he gives you strategies how to do certain things. And it's really, I mean, it's it's eye-opening, and it's it, it teaches a lot, a lot of a lot a lot of people a lot of people how to be better and how to it transforms a lot of lives and it has for the last forty-two years he's been doing it. He coaches pro 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 uh, athletic teams. He 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 coaches the military. He's coached like eight of the last ten presidents. I mean, so. It's obviously working or it wouldn't be so successful. It would be like a drop in the hat or just like, you know, something a passing phase like the like the pet rock and then people go, "Oh, this is stupid." But it's been so good for so long. I mean, he's been at the top of the top for 42 years. He's been so doing it. Who who's at this thing? Who do you meet? Who's going to this? How much are they paying? What it... I think the average is like just under $1,000 for for like 50 hours, it's, it's, like, it's like 50 hours. It's much less than a college degree. And you learn, you'd learn as much going to that as you would uh, a semester of psychology. Um, and you get, I mean, it's hands-on effective stuff, not just like philosoph philosophical stuff or clinical stuff. It, or, you know, it's, it's real life how to do stuff. And there's people like... Uh, Entrepreneurs. I think I think ninety percent of the people are small business owners or entrepreneurs. And there's mod. I mean, there's there's stars there. There was I saw some stars there. Gwyneth Paltrow was there, and some other people. There was a bunch of NFL players there. I saw four former UFC fighters there. Um, but like I said, 
the majority of the people there are entrepreneurs, business owners. People want to get better at their life, at their relationship, in their business, in their finances. And he has, he has, he'll teach you all that. Stuff they don't teach you in college. They don't teach you how to do your finances in college. They don't teach you in high school or in college how to do your finances, how to pay your bills, how to pay your taxes, how to uh, start a business, how to, you know, get a, get a, adopt a, a good habit, how to break a bad habit. They don't teach you, like, things that will help you in your life. They teach you theories and philosophies and they have you go go to classes like English Lit and Gender Studies, you know? And you're spending tens of thousands of dollars to learn stupid things so you can say, I got a college degree, so now I'm going to work for a guy that's really smart and has a he's an entrepreneur and he, you know, he goes to seminars and he learns real stuff. If you want to be a doctor, yeah, you go to college cuz you have to. You want to be a nurse, you go to college like you have to. But if you want to be an entrepreneur or just a smarter person, you know, you just, you want to spend enough money where you can just waste it on going to college or buy a house, sometimes that's your choice. All right. What do you think? All right. Well, I'm interested to watch the documentary. You've told me about it and I've never checked it out. The documentary, yeah, the documentary is good. It's, it's Dating with Destiny. It's a little, it's a different, it's more like changing your direction on things. Um, you, you, you have a problem or you just want to be really good at, you know, something he will, you know, like disrupt what you're doing bad and change it with something that's right. He's been doing it for 42 years. I mean, something must be wor uh, working. He charges a million dollars for a year and you get him once a month for an hour if you want to be his client. And he's, he's like so booked, he's turning people away. Like I said, the, eight of the last 10 presidents have hired him. So I mean, whatever he's doing is working. It's not just me. I mean, he's like, he's, you know, he's all over the place. Then he has business mastery and he has some other programs. But I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a really, it's an education that's not uh, traditional. I think that's what one thing, like if you want to be a business owner, there's no college class you can take to go be a business owner. You, you, you go to stuff like seminars like Tony Robbins and, and, Gary Vaynerchuk and other people, you know. Um, and then if you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, or something where you need your college degree, then you go to college because you have to. There's no, you know, you can't. Well, I went to Tony Robbins' seminar. <laughs> I'm yeah. your surgeon. Yeah, I'm your surgeon now. <laughs> but then if you're opening a business, I'd be more interested in the people that have gone to seminars and read books and, and educated themselves reality-based as opposed to just, you know, theory-based. And theory-based is most of college. And then the hands-on stuff is becoming a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, etc. I was at a more traditional uh, learning experience. I was at the, our Academy of Orthopedics uh, over the weekend and kind of all last week. They probably didn't have you jumping up and down. We, there saying, was not I, a lot. Well, there was. <laughs> on the Vegas Strip, there was. <laughs> but not in the actual conference. Uh, but it was good. It was good. A lot of stuff. And so for me, it's all, there's everything orthopedics there, but it was, for me, it's mostly just sports medicine. I look for things we could talk about here. I think the biggest thing that's, you know, there, one of the lectures I went to, they were talking about supplements and substances and banned substances and people trying to get ahead. But one of the biggest ones that's legal is vitamin D. 
and making sure you're not deficient because like a half, I think it was like half of NFL players are deficient in vitamin D. And vitamin D has a big role in the strength and recovery of bones, muscle, uh, your immune system. Why is it so low? It's so low in so many people because they don't get enough sunlight. It's, uh, it's ultraviolet radiation, basically, right. that converts vitamin D in your skin. And what's, why, why now? We're not, people aren't getting enough of it. Because we're sitting so inside. So you're sitting much. inside. Or if you're outside, you're covered in sunscreen that blocks all those UV rays. So, or you're covered up outside. So for athletes that are outside uh, and their body's exposed to sunlight, they're probably fine. But for me, I see people in my office with stress fractures and other injuries, and I always check their vitamin D levels. And it's most of the time it's low. So they're looking at that, and even professional athletes making sure they're taking vitamin D supplements. It helps in your recovery, muscle regeneration, recovery, and bone. So if you talk about Wolf's Law and your ability to build up your bone strength, but you don't have adequate vitamin D, you're not going to be... It's all for not. It's, well, it's not going to be nearly as effective. Yeah. So you should be taking vitamin D if you're inside all the time. And, um, but a lot of athletes take vitamin D supplementation now. So that's something that people but are studying do you, more. Do you have to worry... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to text Glover Texera because he's actually here in the gym right now, but he's downstairs working out. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get Glover Texera here. If I can't... Uh, sorry about that, but he's here. Just letting you know, Glover Tech shares in the house. We'll ask him if he takes vitamin D. But for, for professional athletes, uh, it's something. And then for athletes at all levels, if you want to be able to recover um, and get the most out of your recovery. But is there something you have to mix it with? Because I'm always hearing like, well, you can take all the vitamin C you want, but if you don't take it with this, it doesn't, it doesn't absorb right. No, it? but some of the vitamin D you take is over the counter has calcium in it too. And that's good or bad? That's good. But but you probably don't you need to take calcium if you have a decent, well-balanced diet. Well, what about what about it being an oil-based? Uh, is that, yeah, I always hear you to watch out for the vitamins that are, you know, you have the oil-based ones, then you have the water-based ones like vitamin C. You can take all you want because you'll pee it out. But if you take too much oil-based ones, right? You don't want, you, you'd have to take a lot of vitamin D to become toxic, to have toxic levels of vitamin D. So I got to take, so you got to, you got to prescribe, you're my doc, so you got to prescribe It's over the counter, D. sure. I'll get it, I'll get it for give you. Me but, give me some, give me some. So vitamin D, though, is an interesting thing. If it is low, you, that's something you could change. Yeah. And you could get it tested really easily, it's a simple I'm, test. I'm or gonna, you just take it. I'm going to start taking it. I, I just started uh, NAD. It's, I don't I I know what it stands for. But this weekend when I was in L.A. driving home from the uh, uh, Tony Robbins thing, we stopped by one our favorite coffee house, um, uh, Bulletproof, Bulletproof Coffee. And I went into the, uh, I went into the, um, uh, they have like a, a shop next to it. And they do like all kind of, they have supplements and stuff. And um, I, uh, I met this really cool guy. And his name is Derek, I, I'm trying to look at his, his uh his uh, Instagram name. His name is I am David Carter. David H. Carter. He was a professional football player, um, and he works for for uh, he works for Bulletproof, and the, and he helps with the you know the biohacking, and and he turned me on to NAD, which is something to connect with your. He was saying it it really helps give you mental clarity. Um, so I actually uh, I actually got I got I, I I bought a bottle and I'm gonna start trying it. But check out I am David H. Carter. Pretty interesting guy. He's, uh, 
he was an ex football player, played for I think UCLA and and I don't know what I don't know what team, but he played some pro ball too. And now he's he works for uh, Bulletproof and he also does speaking and uh, does some personal training. So I I started with that and I I'm, I'm really into I'm actually with on it now. I'm 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 talking to uh, Kyle Kingsbury, who was a UFC fighter. Um, love to have him on the show. I'm going to try really soon. He's such a busy guy. He actually works for Onnit, Onnit, and that's the thing that Joe Rogan does. A lot of supplements. Um, that's the, the kettlebell you gave me, Onnit, right? Yeah. I think it was. But they have a really cool bunch of supplements like Bulletproof does. And, um, uh, Kyle Kingsbury is going to, uh, connect me with some, some really cool supplements. Cause I'm at this stage of the game. I'm really in, more interested in supplements than I used to be just because, you know, Joe Rogan makes perfect sense. I mean, what's the harm? You know what I mean? I mean, if you're under vitamin D, then there could be some harm in it. And if you take some, you know, you're not going to OD on it, but if you take a little bit, then you get to the right dose and there's no there's no downside to it. So, you know, short of taking uh, uh, oxycodone or something like that, I think... Something like NAD or a little bit of, you know, a little bit of supplements could go a long way. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for them. Yeah. So I think when, when I look at the stuff in my conference, you know, the, you know, the medical training in me is, well, what evidence is there? And that's something I can tell you with vitamin D. There's a lot of evidence now of the actual benefits. And the, the problem is most of the stuff that you can take, you already get plenty of it. You don't need to take it. You don't need to take yeah. vitamin C unless you're, you know, on a ship or something. Yeah. So, but the things that actually are I physiologically had low. I had scurvy, by the way. The things that are actually low in our population now, for whatever man-made, created, or whatever reason, we're all inside where you're covering yourself up with sunscreen. If your vitamin D is low, it actually has a detrimental effect. So, yeah. a lot of these supplements you take, supplements... You already have plenty of it anyway, and your body just gets rid of it. It's, no. It, so a lot of the vitamins and things that you learn about, you know, is there actual anti-benefit? Who knows? Probably right. not. And who knows? And who knows? Probably not. But like you said, um, you probably have enough, so you'll just pee it out. I'd rather, I'd rather take that chance and take, like, the extra vitamin C I take, like, emergency. They laugh at it. I've had somebody laugh at me before. And I said, well, you get sick, like, every fucking month. I've been sick in like two and a half fucking years, so I'll keep taking my vitamin C and having expensive pee. I'd rather have expensive pee and not need it than need it and not have it. So, I mean, the vitamin D thing, I never knew about until right this second, and I will be Before you start taking it, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll do a blood test this week. Okay. That's right. what, okay. But so you can see where, what your level's at. It's easy one to measure, and then it's simple. And you can see where you're Don't at. Don't be sneaking in my testosterone test because when that comes back, I know what he's going to do. When my testosterone test comes back low, he's going to mock me and call me a bitch because he does the, He acts all nice like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm a nice conservative guy. But if he, if my testosterone level came back, he'd go, oh, hi, Mrs. Hackleman. He would call me Mrs. Hackleman That's because already he goes. Totally not true. That is so true. He's, he already says, okay, Miss Nurse. But anyway, so, okay, so let's talk about the fights this weekend. There were fights? There was fights this weekend. I did watch the, Darren main, the Till. main event. Okay. I did watch the main event because I knew we were going to talk about it, but I did get back late this weekend. So it was Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal. So oh Jorge, he hadn't fought in a while. Where was he? I think he was just, I think he was doing some, uh, 
I think he was doing like a Cuban re- uh, uh, reality show or something. He was on break. Yeah, but he, he was, came back. He was taking a little sabbatical. And, he came uh, back and fought a number three ranked Darren Till in his hometown. And um, Darren Till's a beast. He's the gorilla. He's a fucking beast. Dude, I gotta tell you, I'm sure people left that arena with permanent hearing damage. Per, per, permanent damage. How many because, people were in the house? Oh my god, those fans just went nuts for Darren Till. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and and I've never heard that since Chuck. Um, but I think there was just more of them, and they're rowdy. I think they're, they're a rowdy, rowdy bunch. But Vegas is a pretty rowdy bunch too. I gotta say, these uh, guys are just take it to the next level. Yeah, they do. I, I don't know, but they do in London. So it was a good fight. It went back and forth. He actually dropped uh, Jorge in the first round. Wasn't really hurt Jorge, but he caught him off balance. Like he caught him. Like usually, your sh- one shoulder's forward. So when you get hit, your your the balance goes to your back leg. But he kind of hit him this way, so it knocked him back. The power of the punch knocked him back, and it did rock him. He admitted later it did rock him, and he he like he was like, "Oh shit, what just happened?" So uh, Jorge admitted that that punch hurt him. It didn't look like it did, but it did. I, I guess think he said after the fight, I, he wanted to go back and see the footage because he didn't even know what happened. I think it just yeah. happened so fast. He said the first thing he knew was like, "Oh shit, I'm down," and he got jumped back up. So yeah, he did get rocked a little bit, but that I mean, Darren Till hits like a fucking horse. So, um, but he got back up. It went back and forth, but he kept landing that left hook. He was throwing that right hand and coming back with a left hook, and he was landing it. He landed a takedown. But then in the second round, he stepped in with the left hook. It landed right on poor Darren Till's chin and just dropped him like boom. His head bounced off the... He got hit two more times on the way. One on the way down and then one on the ground. And the ref was on, on it, too. It was oh, on top of it. But right. he was out. I mean, he was. that was not a, you know, TKO stoppage. That was a semi-coma. And uh, he was knocked out bad. In fact, I like to compare a lot of fights to the street and see what, you know how you could use this and that for the street, what would happen... The comparison here is if you get hit, you can get hit with a left hook like that in the street very easily. You can get punched in the street like that. Just imagine if your head bounces off the off the mat like that and that hard. Imagine if it was concrete. The punch, he was knocked out right before his head even hit the mat. So if your head hits the mat that hard, imagine how hard it would hit the concrete. That would kill you. That kind of punch, if that landed in the street, would kill you. You can't let someone get that close to you. You should always have your hands up. Don't ever wait to not throw the first punch. Because if they threw the first punch, and it was that punch, you're dead. That was a solid punch. So, whew. And that was, that land on his chin? Landed right on his chin. There's a picture of it up there, but that was, uh, it just... That turned his lights out. 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 And then Leon Leon Edwards beat and Darren. Darren lost his last fight too, didn't he? To, uh, yeah. It was a title title yeah. shot. Tyron. With, yeah. With Woodley. Tyron. Woodley, yeah. Uh, then uh, Leon, we're not going to really talk about the other fights. Leon Edwards beat Gunnar Nelson. Tight, t- uh, it was a grueling fight. It was pretty close. Not that close. I thought Leon uh, Edwards definitely won. And we're going to talk about him in a sec. 
And then uh, Vulcan, uh, Dominic Reyes. I thought Vulcan won the first and second round without a doubt. Uh, Dominic, Dominic Reyes won the third round without a doubt. Uh, nobody was really hurt that bad. It was kind of, it was, each round was kind of close. But I don't think there was any doubt that Vulcan won the first and second round. I mean, how he didn't get the decision is just bad judging. Uh, but with that said, okay, so he lost the split decision, I think, uh, which he should have won. Vulcan definitely should have won that fight. But then let's talk about the Danny Roberts and uh, Silva fight. Um, there was a... It went back and forth. Um, and then in the... Uh, in the third round, um, Danny Roberts got into an armbar. He got caught in an armbar. It was really it was up against the cage, and it was in a, in an angle where the referee couldn't really see because up against the cage, the camera couldn't really see, and there was so much noise in the background, you couldn't really hear. But even he admitted that he did yell out in pain. He said that. He said, "But I didn't verbally tap." He said he actually got out of it when the referee stopped it. He was already out of it, he said, when the referee stopped it. Okay. Yeah. So he said that, but nobody knows for sure. But we do know this. I do know this. The referee is there to protect the fighter, number one. The referee in the, in the dressing room says, if you're in a bad position and don't better your position, I'm going to stop it. If you're in a bad submission and you don't tap, but you verbally tap uh, or make a noise like you're hurting, I'm going to stop it because to me, I'm going to take that as a verbal tap. The referees always say that. If he's going, ah, ah, the referee will stop it. So if it hurts that much, the referee should have stopped it. Now, it hurt that much, then you got out? I'm sorry. But the referee should err on the side of caution. If Dana's talking... Talking crap about that, maybe he knows something I don't. But if, 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 let me just say this if your son was on the other side of that arm bar and he was yelling, no matter what, you want the referee to stop it. So if you're yelling, the referee's gonna stop it. So if you don't want the fight stopped, number one, if you get poked in the eye, don't say, I can't see out of this eye. Even if you can't see out of that eye and you wanna continue, say, I can see. If you're getting, if you're, you're in some, if you're in an armbar, but you're not, you don't want the referee to stop it, don't fucking yell and say, ah, because the referee will stop it. That one's weird to me. Seems like a fight's going to hurt, but you can't, you can't make a noise. No, but fight. I don't know. Yeah. I, okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> if you get poked in the eye, it's going to hurt and you're going to see, you won't be able to see, right? That happened in, uh. The title or the the main event didn't right. Jorge Masvidal. And he, he said, "I can see." He could say, "He said I'm fine," and his eye was closed. Right. <laughs> He's like he kept saying, "I'm fine," and his eye was closed. So the ref brought the doctor over. Okay, but, but he then said, by I'm the fine. time the doctor came over, his eye was open, and he said, "He said I was fine like fifty times." He was like, "But if you say I can't see out of this eye, or yeah, fight's oh, over, is the fight's gonna be over? If you say ah, the fight's gonna be over. Ow. If you can't control that, then that's on you. You need to be able to control that." Right? I mean, just like, okay, I don't want to get, like, too graphic, but, I mean, you but, can control, like, like, if you're out, right, and the kids aren't home, and you're having sex, you're going to make a lot of noise. It comes out naturally. 
But when the kids are home and you're having sex, I bet you can control that yelling, right? Just like you can in an armbar. If you're at the gym, you're going to go, oh, fuck, let go. But if you're in a fight, you just can't do that or the referee's going to stop it. Control it. Interesting. So interesting stoppage. We'll it call was. it interesting. It was. And, and, interesting stoppage. And people, I mean, you could say it was a bad stoppage, but nobody would say that was a bad stoppage if that was their kid. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, interesting. I, it was. I, it was. And I didn't, I didn't even hear him yell. Right? All I hear was the screaming of the crowd, and I didn't see him tap. I didn't see anything. I saw him getting out of it, but it looked like to me Silva was actually letting go because he heard him yelling and the referee was stopping it. So, I don't know. I wasn't there, just like I wasn't there for the after fight of the fight. And we're going to talk about that right now, real quick. There was an after fight. No, there was an after the fight fight. An after the fight fight. It was a, yeah, with one of the main events. It was with uh, Masvidal. The, with the main event. Um, um, and it was the main event. And, uh, and, and, and Leon, Leon, uh, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards, I guess, was walking over. Um, walking behind, behind the stage. And Mars Vidal was getting an a, um, interview. And I guess they'd been talking shit or something. And um, Mars Vidal just walked up, like with his hands behind his back for a, for a minute. But then he, he didn't, his hands weren't behind his back. And he had his hand on the railing. And he was like walking up to uh, Leon Edwards. I don't know what he was saying. What was The only thing I actually heard him say was, Say that to my face. It looked like he was being a little combative, a little bit aggressive. I don't know. I don't know what was being said by Leon. I don't know if anything was. But next thing you know, I saw Jorge just let loose with a combination. It looked like, from where I could see, it looked like uh, Jorge instigated that. I didn't hear what Leon was saying. So I don't know if, does it, ma- does it matter? Yeah, I think it does big time. I think it does. He big wasn't time. in danger. No, I don't think either one was really in danger because they're both pro fighters. So to me, if two pro fighters want to fight in the cage, that's great. If they want to fight by- backstage, they should be able to do that. If they were both swimmers and one guy said, I can swim faster than you, and they jumped in a pool and started swimming, nobody's going to say a word. If two guys are basketball players, I can shoot better free throws, and they start free throwing. Outside of the game, nobody's going to say a word. So who the fuck's to say anything if two guys want to fight outside of the cage? There's They're a, both fighters. There's a silly thing called laws. Right. <laughs> like attacking somebody. Yeah, but but I don't know if he attacked him or if it was a mutual thing. No one's going to get injured in a swim-off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and two guys could die in, in a cage fight or outside of a fight, but... They're both fighters, and they're both, if it's a so mutual fight. They, so it'll be interesting to see. So the athletic commission, I guess, might get involved and suspend somebody. Yeah, I don't think they should. Well, they did when it happened inside and outside the ring at the Conor McGregor-Khabib fight. Right. They right. both got suspended. Because they, because, because uh, they felt that uh, Khabib got... Everybody else in the audience put them at risk. That was their main concern was they were getting everybody else. There was other civilians, non-fighters, in the cage. And there was, a, I mean, 
15,000 uh, non-fighters outside, and they could get very, I mean, you've seen stampedes where people in the, in the audience get hurt. They could have easily, very easily gotten hurt. And uh, an audience member could have got hurt, an innocent bystander. But this was just two guys behind the stage. Nobody else is there but their boys and their boys, and they wanted to fight. I mean, to me, it was a mutual fight behind the stage. Now, to me, if one of them really started it, which I don't know, I don't know, if 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 I don't know if uh, if Leon was walking back there saying, "Come on, you punk! I'll fight you right now! Come on over here!" I don't know that. I, he was acting like he was, uh, you know, Jorge was, and I don't know if it was just Jorge getting hot hit and jumping him. Then it would have been Jorge's fault, or I don't know if they're both saying, "Hey, let's fight! Let's fight right now!" And then they start fighting. If that's the case, if two professional fighters want to mutually fight outside of the cage, I don't think. Either one should be in trouble, but if one jumped the other and the other one didn't want to fight outside of the cage, then I think they should be criminally criminally prosecuted without a doubt. Like if, if, if Leon was just walking backstage and he didn't really want to fight right now and he didn't want to fight Masvidal and Masvidal did want to fight him, so Masvidal, you know, without warrant started hitting Leon... I think that's a criminal offense. I think it's just as bad as if you hit any civilian. So I think that should be prosecuted as assault and battery. But if they both wanted to fight and it's mutual, bing, I don't think either one of them should be in trouble. Well, I think, I don't know if he pressed charges or not. I mean, maybe that would give you an idea. But the same kind of thing that happened outside of the ring, outside of the arena with Conor McGregor throwing a dolly. Yeah. The UFC and the commission didn't get involved with that at all. Right. Wait, the commission did. No, they didn't. Then the UFC didn't punish him either. Yeah. The court did. Court did, right. But so. the same with this one. If if uh, if Edwards doesn't press charges, I don't know that there's a complaint. Yeah. But it looked to me like no matter what he was saying, Masvidal just went up and hit him. So that kind of does to me. It you see Masvidal like put on this great performance and win. It kind of... I don't know. Brings it down a notch. It did. It really did. It, it, it looked a little... It looked a little... Uh, a little ghetto. He loses a little bit of everything he just gained by beating I think Darren he did. Till. He beat I did. Darren Till. I think, I think it was a, a convincingly. Great fight. No, I think it was a great fight. He's a great fighter, and if but if they're both mouthing off to each other behind the behind the scenes and they want to fight, then I think they should let him fight. It's a mutual fight. But if he just attacked Leon Leon Edwards, I think he should be prosecuted. That's a crime. I mean, I think that's a crime. I mean, just because the guy's Even a fighter. Even if Edwards was talking trash. No, if if Edwards was saying. No, not if everyone's saying, I'll, I'll kick your ass right now. And they, then I think he's, I think then it's mutual. I think definitely it's mutual. I don't think, I don't think it depends. What who, if he was just insulting him? Like what? Like you're, you're, <laughs> I don't like your hair. If he was saying, I don't like your hair, right? then that's one thing. But if he was saying, I can kick your ass. Well, maybe he's just trying to sell a fight for himself. That's what these guys all do that. They all talk trash and try to sell fights and get right. fights. And right. It's and part of the business. Right. Of but the if you're UFC. walking up to someone who's getting interviewed, I think. He was, wasn't he way away? He was. Hospital had to walk over to him. He did. So. I don't know. If I just saw the I think footage, if Edwards wanted to fight, or I think if, uh, if Leon wanted to fight and saying, I want to fight you, he got it. He got what he asked for. Bing. And, it, and if he was just saying, I don't like your hair, let's fight someday. Not now, but let's fight in the cage. And then uh, Masvidal attacked him. I think Masvidal is a criminal. But if he, if, if Leon Gray was or Leon Edwards was saying, "Hey, I kick your ass. You're a punk." Da da da. 
then I think a mutual fight was called for. Interesting. Yeah. Like uh, we grew up different. We grew up a, different. Well, that it's a wild west. You go duel out in the street at noon. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's hey, how you said Life it. was a hell of a lot better now than with all the fucking snowflakes sniping at people behind their back and fucking yying and then crying if you know hitting them behind their back and then when they get hit back they sue. I think I think the wild wild west was a hell of a lot better than that. So if we have a little bit of wild wild west added to our culture, I think it's a shit ton better than than it's been lately. Interesting spin. Okay. Bing. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Where's, where's You're your an guy? orthopedic surgeon. Where's Where's Clover? You're an orthopedic surgeon, for God's sakes. Let me see. Where's Glover? Let me see if Let me see if Glover will even answer. He's big leaguing me. He's probably not even going to answer my call. He's in your gym. What? He's here. He's here, but that doesn't mean he's going to. He. We might have to pay him to come on the show. Let's see if he even answers. He probably won't answer. He's going to. Big league me. I'm calling Glove right now. He might big league me. Oh my, he's big leaguing me. He's not even answering my call. Oh my God. He's like Joe Rogan. He won't even answer my call. To be fair, he was training down there. He probably doesn't have his phone. Oh, he is training right now. Sorry. Your call has been... Look at that. I got sent to voicemail by my own guy. What kind of shit is that? Oh my god. Oh well. Anyway, so we got some good fights coming up. Main one's going to be Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and uh, Anthony Pettis. Bang. That could be a good fight. It could be a very good fight. It's a very interesting matchup. I like it a lot. I just, I picture Stephen Wonderboy is a lot bigger than Anthony Pettis. But maybe he's not. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Not much more there that I'm really that. Uh... Hey, come in. I'm not really that much. Hey, come here. We got Glover. 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 Come on in here. Say hi. Just say hi. Just say hi. Take two at once. What? What's up, Glover? We got Glover. We got Come in here. Live and stuff. Yeah, we're we're not live, but we're on. We got Big Brother. Here's our Big Brother. Here's our late. Here's our latest. The latest and greatest. We got we got we got Glover Teixeira here. And then we got Isaiah, uh, the other Isaiah. There's this Isaiah, as we just call him Big Brother. This is Isaiah Hughes. He's the he's the he's like our male model That's slash so fighter. Um, and, and we're we even have Glover's wife Ingrid here. She's a more of a behind the scenes person. She doesn't like to be in front of the camera as much like we do. We're like we want it every second of airtime. She just likes to sit back and and uh, and pull all the strings. But anyway, so we got uh, Isaiah's not fighting for a little while. Big Brother is fighting his pro debut. You're going to see, I guarantee you, okay, I don't know, how, I'm not going to put money on it, but I, I'll guarantee you, what do you think? You think we'll see uh, Big Brother in the uh, in the UFC? For sure. Huh? Okay, so he's oh, turning. Yeah. He's, near future. No doubt, near. no doubt. Near future, yeah, he's, no he's doubt. turning pro. We're gonna, his he, first, you guys going to hear about his kids, no doubt, top five soon. Stuff, okay. Top five very soon, and then watch that Isaiah Rocha. We got Isaiah Hughes. He's he, he'll be out there too, but he's I'm gonna keep him for a little mm-hmm. longer because I'm not saying Isaiah Rocha isn't good looking, but look at Isaiah Hughes. Come back in the camera for a second. <laughs> Isaiah Hughes. I'm thinking of using him as uh, I just like to use him on the side as a little bit of male modeling, and he's he's actually one of the fluffers for my team. <laughs> so I don't want to throw him in. I don't want him to fight as much. 
Isaiah Roach is a little more, he's a little quieter guy, and he's not as outgoing. So he's more just fight, 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 fight. Isaiah Hughes is a brutal fighter, and he's uh, doing real well in his amateur career. But, you know, every team needs a fluffer. And I'm not, I'm not above saying that we have one. And that is, a, show him again, Isaiah Hughes. Here's our fluffer. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's, let me tell you something. There's been many a lonely night for poor Glover back in the day where if it wasn't for Isaiah Hughes, um, I don't think he would have made it. And he did. Uh, no, so was no, no, no. That's not true. Tell me. No, nothing. Just, anyway, just not true. so tell me, when's, when's your fight right, coming up? Right, when? It's true. No, it's tell not that true. Is not true. Okay, denial, true. denial. Please deny. Yeah, please. So Isaiah Roach's fight's coming up April 5th, and we that's his pro debut. Uh, I we look for we look for UFC. So if you're watching right now and you're involved in the UFC, like you're one of the the uh, you're one of the matchmakers, watch this fight uh, April fifth. It'll be at the Chumash, and then after that, looking good, looking good, John. After that, we got uh, we got Glover, or as we call him here, you guys call him Glover. We call him G Lover. Uh, he'll be fighting April, I think, twenty seventh. Yeah. In Miami. Yeah. And what's your opponent's name? Jan Kutalaba. Jan Kutalaba. Yeah. He's a pretty action-packed guy. Ben, I think, huh? What? Ben. Uh, what's his name? Eastern Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah he's from like one of those... Uh, he's he from one of those like Gakistans or something? Yeah. Anyway, so Glover has that fight coming up April 27th, so we'll see you guys soon. As for right now... Jan How do you spell it? I O N. I O yeah, like an like a like a yeah. like an ion. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, an ion. I like an ion. That's pretty interesting. Anyway, so we got we got here. This is, we got the whole crew right here, except for uh, Ingrid. She doesn't want to be on the camera. She likes to be behind the scenes, pulling all the strings. But anyway, so we got our we got our fluffer, who you're gonna see fighting pro soon. But right now, like I said, we're holding him back a little bit, and then we're gonna catapult him. But we got uh, we got Big Brother fighting April fifth. We got Glover f fighting April twenty seventh, and we got uh, the Doc. He's probably doing some kind of rotator cuff surgery or some kind of some kind of knee Always. thing. Always. A knee thing. What's the most common injury that you think a, a, a USC fighter will get besides the chronic brain da damage? Well, most common thing they probably have surgery. I don't know. You get some meniscus tear. Probably pretty common for you guys. What about uh, what about shoulder stuff? Shoulder is very common. So rotator that, cuff that, and labral injuries. The therapy that they do for 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 the for the body with the blood, like they take blood from oh, spin it and spin it from the. Skin. So the most common stuff is PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. So we take your blood out, spin it in a centrifuge, and take out just the platelets and the plasma, and inject that into our injuries, tendon injuries, stuff like that. And we talked about that for. And what's the what's the what's the is that? Do you think that's more placebo? No. You think that's actually no, works? Actual scientific evidence, yeah. No, because some things like CBD. I mean, that's placebo, right? I don't know. The research is probably ongoing with CBD. Yeah. But it's what it's more trend. Right, right. It's but like this diets and so trends. this would actually like for my sore shoulder. You think that might work? Yeah. Well, Bathe you in this stuff. Yeah. You think? Let's try that. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. We're it's your own blood. What? It's your own blood. It's easy to try. Oh, I wanted to ask you, Glover. What do they do for vitamin D testing for you guys? For 
for pro for pro athletes. Do you ever get your vitamin D levels checked? Mm-hmm. Okay, well we'll talk about it. But it, I just came back from a sports conference oh, and yeah. talking about vitamin D levels being low in about half of NFL players. So even at our pro levels, the vitamin D levels are low. We're just not out in the sun like we used to. The sun sunlight exposure is a big uh, a big component of your vitamin D levels. But vitamin D is important for your bones and muscle injuries, regeneration your immune system and everything else. So they're looking at it more in our professional athletes and other athletes. So just interesting to see what they're starting to do with it. Like we take we take a lot of vitamin D. Like I take a vitamin D instead of like uh it's not enough. You do take it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, take you, it you a see lot. you supplement oh, it already. Right, supplement. Yeah, yeah, so you're taking vitamin D already. With what? Alone or with something else? No, it's a, you know, the, the, the more I mean, multivitamin, you know, I have a uh, depends. But I mean, uh, D's get a complex D, uh, complex B. Uh, I take, you know, I take a bunch of, yeah. But like, like uh, vitamin. How you test it? You can't. You don't really test, right? They do, but like. You can you test your vitamin D levels. It's easy. It's a blood test. Oh. Yeah. Just, uh, just to see oh. if you're if you're low or not. But if you're already yeah. taking, a lot of people aren't taking supplement. Yeah. Vitamin D yeah. and it's about good to test, man. and it's a good lot to of people are low. Yeah. That could be why I feel like. Uh, this is it. I feel like shit. I just feel like my fucking yeah, life. Oh, life is like going like this. Like, yeah, I do. Not here, not here my AG. life sucks. I'm depressed. What? Not here in AG, you don't. You need to go outside, though. Yeah. I need something. I need fucking something. You get your vitamin D at Madonna. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. All right, guys. So, we got fights coming up. Watch for Glover. Watch for uh, Big Brother. And for Pitmaster and the Doc, we're out of here. Thanks right, for coming. See you next Thanks. time. Boom. All right, good. Thanks, guys. Oh, sorry about the, the fucker thing.